conversation. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. What is up, everybody? It is Andre J here. Welcome back. I guess you guys should be saying that to me. Um, but uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, you are tuning in to another episode of the podcast, and I would like to thank you so much for being so patient with me. Um, I know that I had announced a few weeks ago that I was going to place this on hold for a while because I was working on some other projects. But there have been so many events in the world that has transpired uh, since that time, and I just felt like it was time for me to put my voice back out there. So I just want to come back and do something with you guys and just, you know, just talk to you guys. I feel like we need that encouragement, inspiration. We need all of it right now because these are definitely um, some very uh, trying times that we've all been experiencing lately. Um, wow. So much has happened since the last time we spoke. Uh, we're in the midst of a pandemic, which we're trying to continue to learn the ways of how to pretty much move forward, progress with life with, um, as we know it with, um, these new guidelines and, and, and things of that nature. And if anybody, family, friends, my supporters have been impacted by it, know someone that has been impacted by this virus. I send so much love and prayer up to you. I uplift you, um, in God's grace. I want you to know that everything is going to be okay. It may not seem like it right now, but trust me, Trust me, you have to keep believing. You have to keep pushing forward. That's all we have right now. We need to just really love on each other really, really hard at this point all the time. But really right now, we really need to support and love each other. So just please make sure people that you're taking all the measures that you need to to ensure that yourself is safe. Your friends, your family is safe. Don't be selfish. Make sure that you are doing what you need to do to support um, our pretty much uh, social distancing guidelines and just making sure that everybody is doing what they need to do in a safe way. So I know uh, that was pretty much the first time (laughs) I've talked about uh, COVID um, on the mic. Um, That was just difficult. Oh my God. I I, I just, man, wow. It's just amazing. You know, and and, and what I mean by amazing is that, that we are living through this, this time. And I'm very thankful. I'm very blessed to still be here. So, you know, I just want to make sure everybody knows that this is serious, that you have to make sure that you are taking the correct measures to ensure your safety of your family, your friends and everybody around you. If you heard, I I, I, I did some posting on Twitter and Facebook, but I decided to do something called the conversation series. And what is that? We, we always here have really open talks about certain things and just trying to make sure that even through our trials we we keep lifted we stay lifted and turn those trials into triumphs and pretty much just how to cope with certain things in a in a motivational inspirational type of way that's that is the idea behind my podcast for those who are just tuning in today this is a motivational platform inspirational sometimes i ran off but i still try to close it out with something very motivational that you can kind of say, okay, I've been through that. I know what that feels like, but let's get through it. Let's move to stage B with this motivation that we're giving each other, this love. And that's pretty much my idea of what we're doing here is just making sure that we spread 
love. I'm changing the world one message at a time, and I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful to have you all here. So if this is your first first time listening, first experience, please thank you so much for coming in, and I welcome you. This is the journey. Your journey begins now if you're just pretty much coming in to uh, listen to me, but it's, it's, it's going to be a great journey. Um, you're actually coming in at a great time because I'm doing a, a lot of things that are different um, with the podcast, so I'm very excited I won't share too much, but just stay tuned. It's going to get very exciting. And I want to be more consistent with my fan base because I know I'll record and then go off. And you know how life carries you in different directions. But I do want to make sure I'm more consistent with my my supporters because I do appreciate you for listening. Because without you all, I wouldn't even be able to be behind this mic and do uh, something on this platform. So thank you so much. But anyway, let's go back to the conversation series It's pretty much. We talk, we have real candid conversations always, but this series that I'm starting is really going to have some uncomfortable conversations normally that we pretty much, we might touch on, you know, those elephants in the room, but things that we really need to talk about that I feel like that can bridge this gap of what we're going through, just having those conversations. And, um, it is time. It is definitely time. I, like I said, this has always been a motivational, inspirational platform, but I want to take it to the next level, especially with everything that's happening in the world. I feel like this is my way of pretty much contributing to all that's happening, the protesting, the the, the standing for a cause. I stand for peace. I stand for love. That's all I want from everybody, from from all from all sides. Um of the spectrum but it's so crazy how our 2020 has started um man i if you heard the first part i decided to include that and if you don't know who that young lady was man her the the, the, her video was riveting it touched me in ways this if you don't know we're going to talk about everything that has been going on with black lives matter i support it 100 percent and it's not just because I'm black. It's because we all should be aiming for a world in which we all can come together and do what we need to do and win together and be successful together. It does not make any sense that my brothers and sisters have to wake up and already be placed in a box where they can't win, where they're placed in a box, where they can't live out their full potential, where they're looked at as someone who is a troublemaker, someone who doesn't give a care about anything, doesn't care about themselves, that they're angry all the time. We've been put in that box and it's a part of what I call systematic racism. And it's very, very, very detrimental to the lives of our people, the lives of our our young brothers and sisters who are growing up trying to find their way, way, trying to understand what it is that they want to do. But they've already no matter how hard their work ethic is, they're already placed into a box where they won't win. And um, my God, just listening to Kimberly, Kimberly Jones, um, and you can follow her on Twitter at uh, Kim Latrice Jones, and that's K-I-M-L-A-T-R-I-C-E Jones. And this is her Twitter handle. She's an NAACP Image Award uh, nominee. Um, for the author um, for her book as she's the author of I am not dying with you tonight her video moved me in so many ways 
my goodness, like I had to listen to it like four or five times. And I've heard it when it first came out, but I had to kind of get myself out of the media because it was just crazy. It was just every day and it's still going on. Things are still going on. People are still dying by the hands of police. People are still protesting and looting and and, and it's just madness, complete chaotic madness. Um, But Kimberly, she spoke to me and she helped me become more calm more willing to do an episode because i wanted to talk to you guys when the when this when this uh chaos started to to pretty much unfold but i just didn't know the words to say you know i, I you know and i'm not saying this in a in a mean way but this is this is what it is you know it's my truth so many people may not understand where you come from and there have been so many people who have spoken about the issue, be it good, be it bad, and they just been torn apart. But let me tell you something. What I do here is pr- pretty much provide my viewpoint of things. And if you don't agree to it, that's fine. That's fine. But what I hope to do is help you look at it from another perspective and pretty much Kimberly Jones did that for me I never was in a place where I totally did not agree with what was going on I will touch on how I feel the second you know that 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 that, the other part of how I felt about things which is still something that is needs to be very relevant but I don't want to take away from the message that so many of our people's lives have been affected by this crap by just the systematic racism by people just pretty much not allowing us to win, snatching everything we have. We don't have anything. We don't own anything. And and this goes back to Kimberly. She made it easier for me to speak on this because if you just listen to that first snippet that I I included um, about everyone, about them being lucky that we're just fighting to be equal and not fighting for revenge, because I'm, I'm telling you, it's so much, it's so much that, um, it's so much that we definitely could could seek out revenge for. I mean, think about it. We've been 400 plus years of 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 this being in bondage, being tied down, being told you're not good enough being sold being traded being uh, raped abused all of that and i'm not saying nobody else has been through that but on our caliber no absolutely not they they you won't be able to understand until you have read the stories have under and felt it and the and the sad part about it is none of us really in this current day well understand what i mean have experienced what slavery was like back in the day i'm talking about being beaten and 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 just on that level like on that level but definitely we are still being enslaved i'm telling you like it is by these major corporations out here that pretty much like i posted something on um facebook about a week ago from someone um i was on youtube one morning just up early on youtube and um, I was watching some videos and I ran across this video of T.C. Carson. And if you don't know who he is, he is um, 
a great actor. He has most uh, he has a lot of projects that he's worked on, uh, but most notably uh, notably uh, uh, project that he worked on was Living Single. He was Kyle. He played Kyle. And he talked about being fired from living single because he was looked at as a person, pretty much a troublemaker because he had a voice because he wanted he was passionate about his craft and he was passionate about how we felt about how his character was going and how he wanted to make sure he was he was relatable to his people. How he wanted certain things to be changed and a little bit different, but he was looked at as one of those people who just was creating noise and pretty much they used his voice against him to totally end pretty much end his his career with with living single. And when asked, like, are you going to, you know, are you going to fire me? Are you going to was told no. But then to get a call from his attorney no sooner than the episode the final episode was you know his last episode was ending to say that they're not going to bring you back next year and how he looked at it or how he said it is is that pretty much we are if if we're black we just need to be thankful that we're employed just shut up do the job don't give any feedback don't say anything don't do anything and that's pretty much a form of slavery because pretty much there have been so many leaders who have literally broke their backs to ensure that we have a voice and here the here we are in the age we are where it's supposed to be easier for us to speak and, and be comfortable and, and, and be free have that freedom here you are telling me that just because i am black and i have i, I have opportunity that i'm just supposed to be quiet not say anything and just do what you need me to do it's complete bullshit it is complete bullshit and we have gotten so used to it and trust me i am number one the number one spokesperson for it because i witnessed it firsthand where we get so comfortable because we think things are so good where we feel like okay well it don't bother me it don't affect me i'm not going to say anything what the hell do you mean it does not affect you it does not mean anything we get so lost of losing temporary items that we just are scared to speak up and say what's on our minds. And, and that's, it's, it, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it is so important that we don't, we got to stop making these fights and these protests and these lootings temporary. I'm not saying like, keep, you know, just, going out there going crazy wreaking mayhem but what i'm saying is this is a continuous fight that we have to make sure that we have to make sure that we do what we need to do it's important it is definitely important we have to make sure that we stand up for what is right we stand up for our rights pretty much that's that's all it boils down to because think about it we keep doing this we keep getting the same result we keep brothers and sisters are being slain by authority that is supposed to protect us. I mean, 2020 started off crazy. You know, we had Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, and just recently George Floyd murdered by the hands of the white man. And it's crazy because these are people that are supposed to protect us, but they're not. They're 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 killing us. And it's 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 so crazy because I am not a racist person by any means. But I can spot it. I can spot it. 
And I'm a lover of all people. I open this platform up to everybody to listen. And it might sound a little bit different from me saying that this is crazy that we're we, we losing our brothers and sisters to, to the white race. You know, and I'm telling you, when when I watch Kimberly, she made it easier for me to talk because, like I said, so many people can take it wherever way they want to. They cannot understand. I am not trying to win by opinion. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to encourage everyone. Black, blue, green, white, purple, whoever, whatever, to pretty much realize that just because you don't understand what we're fighting for doesn't mean we don't have a right to fight. Don't come here saying anything about all lives matter until you understand that black lives matter. We've done it your way for years. We played your game for years, still playing it. And guess what? We're still behind. We don't have anything. We go out, we support these major corporations, major labels, as far as the, the designers. And most of them couldn't give two squirts of duck shit about how we live, how we feel. They barely want to employ us without sending us through loops. We're not seen in their clothing. If they do, they try to make a mockery of us. It's just you have to understand that there is a such thing as white privilege that exists. It might be hard to hear it, but hey, that's what it is. And you won't understand it until you had to wake up as a black woman, a black male. I'm a black male. When I go out my door, you think I don't delve into all that craziness. You know, I don't do stupid things. You know, I'm not out there robbing somebody. I'm not out there killing anybody. I'm not out there selling drugs, anything like that. I'm not doing those things. But you know what? Because the tint of my color is darker than the next person. Guess what? I sell drugs. <laughs> I do illegal things. I kill people. I murder people. I rob people. That's the image of me. And I don't do those things. But because I am black and I go get in my car, I have to pray a little harder, worry a little harder that I make it to my destination, not only from the other crazies that are out there in the world that might hit me, might gun me down, might do something stupid that injure me. I got to worry about the police that's supposed to protect me from those things that are out there. But they're looking at me like I'm part of those things. So now I'm fighting a double fight because I'm trying to make it to where I need to make it to make sure that. I have everything I need to survive. I have to make sure that the left side of me is okay. The right side of me is okay. The front and the back. And not only that, the person that has been elected to protect and serve me, a citizen that has rights, they look at me as someone who is a troublemaker. And if I say one thing, if I move one way, they put, and it, they put brute force on me. And then next thing you know, I'm dead. All because I woke up. I wanted to go to work, but my skin is darker. That's the reality. You might, you don't have to accept it, but that is the reality. And until you see and until you step in those shoes, you, will, you won't never understand. But understanding that we are not living our full potential. And a part of that, now mind you, I'm not blaming all of it, but a part of that is because of how this system is set up and is, is designed. And the privilege behind it. I work hard. Am I where I need to be? No. Could I be? Yes. Are there roadblocks? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because sometimes it's set up. They want a certain look. If you don't fit that certain look, 
you're not going to get where you need to get. And that's just reality. But we have to change the narrative. We, we definitely have to change the narrative because this is crazy what we're going through. And the sad part about it is we've been through it before. It's just our turn. But let our turn be the turn that says, you know what? Hmm, we can't keep doing this. So when you go out there and protest, have a reason for it. When you go out there and loot, have a reason for it. Let me tell you something. I support all of it. I want you to listen to um, the Kimberly Jones uh, snippet. And I'm, I'm going to add it here uh, uh, talking about the, the financial divide and pretty much not caring about these businesses, not caring about the target, not caring about that. And I get it because we like she says, and I'm going to let you hear it. And you probably already heard it, but hear it again. Let it let it marinate that if we've been playing this game. 450 times and we still come out behind and we don't have anything and we don't own anything and there have been broken contracts. Why in the hell should we give any fuck about the businesses that are being torn down, the businesses that are being burnt, burnt down, the businesses that are being looted? What has the businesses done for the community? Explain that. And we being economically lower than other classes go out and support these businesses. But what pretty much have they done for us besides take our money so you have to think about those things before you go and just say oh man they're going to tear up the store why are they doing that why are they doing that in their own communities yeah i get it yeah but think about it just because it's black owned doesn't mean we own it i mean you know it's it's it's, it's you just have to you have to look at it from another viewpoint and i really encourage you to listen to um the interview um, that I'm going to add um, into this. Um, I'm going to add the audio to this um, at the end. Um, but I definitely agree with what's going on. Now, what I want a call of action to is, is that those of you who are out there because you want to be a part of the hype. And I mean exactly what I said, that you just want to be there, that it's just fun to just do this. Oh, my God, this is great. I am protesting. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a liberating feeling. But know why the hell you out there, because it's such it's, it's, it's much serious. It's so much serious than you think it is. It's not a game. These are lives we're trying to protect. These are lives that we're trying to get an understanding of why they were slain. So if you're going to go out there, you need to stand 130 percent in your truth and say that I am a part of the people. I demand change. I want change and I'm going to be the change that I demand. When you go out there and protest, know that you are definitely playing a part of history that is definitely going to be documented for the books. Make sure you encourage as many people around you to protest. And, 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 and if you don't want to do the, 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 the standard protesting and things of that nature, do what you can to, to, to display your voice. Do what you can. Make sure you are sharing how you feel on views. Make sure you're sharing videos or protests. Make sure you are holding gatherings where you just have a moment where you're speaking about how you feel and how we all can contribute to a change that is so that is so necessary. Don't just be out there just because it looks good. Be out there because you feel it. It feels good. And not only that, it feels good that you are tired of your people you are tired of all people treating us as we don't exist we do exist we are available we are here we are human we mean something we are important 
We have bright futures ahead of us. We are very talented. We have so much to offer other than what they are offering up for us. We are more than a stereotype. We are beautiful. <laughs> Look at us. Look at yourself. Go in the mirror. Go in the mirror. If you ever felt like you were disgusted and sad about how you looked because of your color, because you're hearing those stereotypes and they do, they, they are very much annoying. I have to agree with you. I've had times where I'm just like, man, sure is bad to be us. But it's, you know what? When you sit back and look at how beautiful you are and then you look around and you see your, your, your brothers or your sisters, how beautiful they are, our beautiful children. Oh my God. Just look at us. We can dominate in a great way. We have talent. We work hard. We understand what working hard is. And that's another thing that I get so upset with. We are looked at as a lazy group of people. Do we have lazy people? Absolutely. Everybody does. <laughs> Everybody does. But, you know, a part of that for us is being put in that box to feel like you're nothing, to, that you're never going to amount to anything. So some people just be like, well, I'm already not going to amount to anything. <laughs> why? Why the hell should I even bother? We are taught that we are taught that like just just like racism is taught. It is taught and we have to change it because it does not make any sense that we can't go out. It's we the people. <laughs> that is what it says. It's constitution. We the people. But we're not we the people. We are split up into to, to groups. It's a form of segregation and it's terrible. I support all lives matter. Trust me, I do. But before we get there, one, we need to understand what Black Lives Matter means. We're not angry just because. We have a reason to be angry. We have a reason to fight. And if you are upset because we're exercising our right to be noticed, then you're already, you're already losing. Because if it was something that you demanded, if it was something that you want, you will stand your ass up and fight. And nine times out of ten, you will get what you need. We have to continue to fight, 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 die, 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 fight, 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 die, 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 and get nothing but disappointment. It's complete bullshit. So we have to change that narrative and keep on moving forward and do what we need to do as a people, a group of people who are very blessed, who are very beautiful, who are very educated to make sure that this does not keep happening. And that's where that continuous education comes in. Continue to educate yourself. Continue to be informed and know what is going on. I'm not saying watch the media every single day because sometimes you need a break. Like I need a break from it. Like we were trying to figure out what the hell was going on with the coronavirus. And then now we got this going on. Uh, three people slain. And now we are here fighting and protesting and all this. Like I just needed a break for, for a minute to just be like, man, this is toxic. But when I had that break, here I am. This is what we need. This is my call to action. We got to keep continue to educate ourselves. Now, I'm going to get real father like <laughs> to you. Now, it's definitely going to be an uphill battle to fight for what we need to be equal. But one thing we need to learn is and one thing we need to do is think about this question. Or think about this statement. I'm just going to put it in a statement. We demand so much respect from another race, but we don't respect ourselves. We don't respect respect each other. And what I mean by that is, is that black lives matter to black people. So that means when you get up 
and you disrespect your brother or your sister or you make them feel like because they don't look a certain way, they don't act a certain way, that they can't be included, that they can't be involved, that is <laughs> segregation. You go out and kill your brother or sister for whatever reason because you're jealous, you're envious. That's Black Lives Matter. And if we're going to demand it from other people, we need to demand it from each other as well. Because that is what's going to propel us to the next level. Because sometimes, and I'm not justifying this for them by any means, definitely. But I'm just telling you what it's looked at it as, how it's looked at. If I see a group of people killing each other, if I see a group of people tearing each other down, why should I give a fuck about them? I'll shoot them and kill them. It doesn't even matter. They don't even care about themselves. So in order for us to hit them, we need to hit each other because it starts within. All this starts within. The movement starts within. You have to love yourself a little bit more to be able to spread that love to the next person, your brother or your sister. I mean, we got kids growing up. We don't want to, 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 to show them that this is the way it should be for them when they get our age and beyond. We want them to have a better, brighter future. It's mandatory. It has to be that way. But we need to set these we need to set these rules down. We need to really encourage. We need to really encourage each other. We need to encourage the love, the support instead of being jealous of how and what someone has. Why don't you ask them, Okay, what can I do to get there? How did you do this? I got to fix this. Like I want to do something great. It's all about encouraging each other, loving each other. And, and then I'm telling you, when 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 we do that and on top of continue to fight, continue to protest, continue to lift our voices, I'm telling you, we're going to come out on the top. Trust and believe what I tell you. <laughs> it may be difficult. It may seem like we'll never get there, but I promise you we can do it. We can do it. We just got to keep believing. We got to keep fighting. Make sure you lift your voice. To those families who have been slain, Ahmed, uh, Ahmad Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, my love and support goes out to all, all, all of your, all of these, these individuals, families and friends and, and colleagues, and also all of those that I did name. It's a long, long list. I, I wish you all well. I wish you all love. I wish you all support, condolences. We're fighting. We're fighting so this does not happen again. I know it won't bring these individuals back, but I'm telling you, it could it could lower that curve of us losing more individuals, more brothers and sisters. We got to stop this. We got to take a stand. We have to be out here. We have to be involved. We have to get our children involved. We have to have these conversations with our children and let them know that, yeah, this is going on, but this does not have to be that way forever. That I'm going to fight as your mother. I'm going to fight as your father. I'm going to fight as your uncle, your brother, your sister, your cousin. I'm going to fight so that the tomorrow for you will be easier than my yesterday. We can do it. And I, I, I and, and like that's why when I come on here, no matter how go, long I go, go away before I begin anything I have to say. First of all, we know you have to thank the man above. But I thank all my supporters. I thank all my listeners, because without you all, I would not be able to do this. Absolutely not. And I hope that you get something, that you learn something, that it, something moves you when you hear what I have to say. And even if it's something you don't agree with, that's OK. I'm not mad at you. It's my viewpoint. And if you want to educate me on something, find me on Facebook, find me on Twitter, find me on Instagram, 
Find me where you need to find me. Leave me a comment. Send me a message. Hey, didn't like this. Can do this. Or I think give me what you feel. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I really want that. Like, I really want you all to pretty much be able to, you know, reach me. I am not inaccessible. Let me know if it's something that you want me to cover, talk about. You want to be a part of the conversation. This is why it's called the conversation series. I want you to be involved. You know, I love it. I love it. It's growing. It's growing and learning. But, you know, we just got to keep fighting and we can do this. You just have to believe in yourself. Come on, pull it out. Come on. What about that? Living your truth. Remember, living your best life. Be humble. I'm telling you what we laid down the foundation for last year and through this year is definitely relevant right now. Live your truth. Wake up, people. Stay woke. Stay woke. Do not sleep on this. Do not let this go. Do not stop fighting. But make sure that before you go out there and demand respect from someone else and another group of people, do you demand it from yourself. You demand it from your group and share that with them and let them know, yeah, we're not what you perceive us to be. We're so much better than that. And before you make me feel bad for crying out for Black Lives Matter, because we have been we have been gener- um, goodness gracious. I can't even get the word word out, but we have been set back. We have been set back. You know, it's been a, a generational setback. There we go. Goodness. You know, so we got it. We got it. I'm leaving you today. It's been quite some time. Um, I enjoy myself like I needed to get that off. I know it's so much more I could say and, and I will say but I want to thank you all for listening. I thank you for coming. I thank you for believing in me. I thank you for the support. It is definitely felt. It is appreciated again to those out there who have been impacted by COVID-19. I want to pray for you. I, I lift you up in prayers. I send my condolences. Please continue to stay safe. These, Even when they are lifting these orders, which I think is too soon, but we're not going to get into that. Because it seems like the economy is more important than people being safe, people being alive. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to go into that right now, but continue to be safe. Continue to love one another. I'm praying for you. I'll be back. I won't leave you very long. I promise. I promise. I promise. We're starting this conversation series. I got to get it going. I want feedback. I want people to say how they feel. If you want to join in on the conversation, come on. We're going to talk about some like i said we're gonna some gut-wrenching stuff we gotta get it out there i mean these are uncomfortable conversations but they need to happen they need to happen we have a voice we're gonna use it so i will be back with uh part two um to the conversation series and um i hope to see you there i hope that you listen and uh, as promised earlier i'm going to include um the snippet of Kimberly Jones and you can follow her again. She is an NAACP image award nominated author of I'm not dying with you tonight. Make sure you check her out on Twitter. Her handle is at Kim Latrice Jones and that's K I M L A T R I C E Jones. Make sure you check her out. I'm telling you, she motivated me. She made it possible for me to come here and be so free with this episode. So Make sure you check her out. Send her your love. Tell her you appreciate her. I mean, figure out what you can do to join her in a cause. We can we can work this out together. So check her out. And here is the rest of the interview of talking about the financial divide. And again, I thank you all for listening. I will be back to you soon.
The conversation. The conversation. Let's ask ourselves why in this country in 2020, the financial gap between poor blacks and the rest of the world is at such a distance that people feel like their only hope and only opportunity to get some of the things that we flaunt and flash in front of them all the time is to walk through a broken glass window and get it. That they are so hopeless that getting that necklace, getting that TV, getting that change, getting that bed, getting that phone, whatever it is that they're going to get is that in that moment, when the riots happen and if they present an opportunity of looting that's their only opportunity to get it we need to be questioning that why why are people that poor why are people that broke why are people that that food insecure that clothing insecure that they feel like their only shot that they are shooting their shot by walking through a broken glass window to get what they need. And then people want to talk about, well, there's plenty of people who pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and got it on their own. Why can't they do that? Let me explain to you something about economics in America. And I'm so glad that as a child, I got an opportunity to spend time at PUSH where they taught me this, is that we must never forget that economics was the reason that black people were brought to this country. We came to do the agricultural work in the South and the textile work in the North. Do you understand that? That's what we came to do. We came to do the agricultural work in the South and the textile work in the North. Now, if I right now, if I right now decided that I wanted to play Monopoly with you, and for 400 rounds of playing Monopoly, I didn't allow you to have any money, I didn't allow you to have anything on the board, I didn't allow for you to have anything, and then we played another 50 rounds of Monopoly, and everything that you gained and you earned while you were playing that round of Monopoly was taken from you. That was Tulsa, that was Rosewood, there are those are places where we built black economic wealth, where we were self-sufficient, where we owned our stores, where we owned our property and they burned them to the ground. So that's 450 years. So for 400 rounds of Monopoly, you don't get to play at all. Not only do you not get to play, you have to play on the behalf of the person that you're playing against. You have to play and make money and earn wealth for them and then you have to turn it over to them. So then for 50 years, you finally get a little bit and you're allowed to play. And every time that they don't like the way that you're playing or that you're catching up or that you're doing something to be self-sufficient, they burn your game. They burn your cards. They burn your Monopoly money. And then finally at the release and the onset of that, they allow you to play and they say, okay, now you catch up. Now at this point, the only way you're going to catch up in the game is if the person shares the wealth, correct? But what if every time you share the wealth, then there's psychological warfare against you to say, oh, you're an equal opportunity higher. So if I played 400 rounds of Monopoly with you and I had to play and give you every dime that I made, and then for 50 years, every time that I played, I, if you didn't like what I did, you got to burn it like they did in Tulsa and like they did in Rosewood. How can you win? How can you win? You can't win. The game is fixed. So when they say, why do you burn down the community? Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. We don't own anything. We don't own anything. There is, Trevor Noah said it so beautifully last night. There's a social contract that we all have. That if you steal or if I steal, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken.
And if the social contract is broken, why the fuck do I give a shit about burning the fucking football hall of fame, about burning a fucking target? You broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so fuck your target. Fuck your Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough.